Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man, I'm sorry. You know what, I'm not sorry about that, but you're not going to do it anyway. So, go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey, everybody, welcome off the rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, Tiffany has a couple of things to open the show with. What do you got? Well, first of all, not not that we're opening the show with this. I just wanted to show you what we just got in the mail. I'm super excited. Just we bought this. Yay! No endorsement from DC Direct. We just like their statues. No, You'll I... notice there's a couple actually on the uh, back issue set. Yeah. And off and uh, and uh, GBU as well. Yeah, that was the thing I didn't put together while we were waiting. And then secondly, I knew like that uh, our friend um, John Mortbeard, at least on Twitch, but John from Buckland, I think, on here was going to be sending us a package, and he gave me a hint of what was inside of it. And it just arrived today. So, well, at least that's when we got it. That's when we got it. That's but today's when we Monday. Got it. So, I wanted to open it up right now so that we did not, you know, let it languish okay. in the office. I don't even know what's in it, so I'm I, excited I to do. find out. So, that's why I wanted to get this going. Totes my goats. these cookies. <gasps> cookies. These cookies. Ooh. These delicious looking, I think, possibly shortbread cookies. I don't oh, know. We're going to find out. Nice. We're going to find out. Oh, they smell like cinnamon. Oh. Oh, oh they're different a... types. Oh, nice. I was going to say there's a bunch, so Everything, we can I, definitely share them with the gang. And actually, little known fact, at the t mm. at here at Comic Pop Studios, mm -hmm. we have a refrigerator, so these could go right in there, yeah. and we can share them with the gang. Yeah, 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 I think he was in here before. Yay! Okay, so, woo, woo! We're doing like a mini letters page right now, because yeah. I just didn't want these two. There's the recipe. <gasps> Hooray! Oh, that's amazing. It's it's Lambus bread. Oh, cool. You know, they say that one bite can sustain in a man's stomach well, for an entire day. Well, I'm about day. to hop at this right on up then. Let's be honest. Because how many did you eat? Four. Oh, yay! And here are the recipes. I love it. Thank you so much. I don't know if there is a... Yep, Pyrene. Uh, here it is. Pyrene. Because it says Tiffany. Tiffany and Comic Pop. Enclosed here are freshly made loaves of Lambus. Uh, they, uh, there are way too many recipes online for this treat. I have um, longed for since I was a boy. That's awesome. Same. Um, but I did find these three that are good. Uh, the third one is said to be taken from Tolkien's notes directly. Oh, That's pretty cool. How do we know which and one's the which? never lies. He wrote on them. Oh, on the cool. Bag. Yeah. Anyway, That's... I hope you enjoy these. I made them on the 12th. Thanks for the great content, uh, John. Awesome. Uh, P.S. Lambus may not be comic related. That's okay. I don't mind. But if we do, there's a, there's if we a can do Warcraft cookies, this doesn't seem to be too far of a stretch either. I agree. That's how it started. We were like, let's use your Warcraft cookbook. Right. And then I was like, let's make a comic related. Yes. All right. These are excellent for 
light snacking slash nibbling, at least in my opinion, or just full out binging because I look. If you're doing cookies, you're doing all of them. Or you're going home. No, I agree. So yay! Thank you so much for sending these. Um, I'm sorry to kind of Shanghai this, but I just didn't want these to get stuck in the backlog that we often have. Yeah, totally. So we can start now. Okay. Well, uh, so we got a bunch of books that came out this week that are. For all intents and purposes, like tentpole series, so let's not waste any more time talking about not comics, unless we want to talk about how much this tastes great. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, by the way, we also want to encourage everyone, feel free to use the Super Chats. They keep the lights on here at Compop, and also we will be able to incorporate you into the show. Momful. Mm. That's more bready than I expected. Oh, yeah. Well, it's bread. I know. It's called bread. It's good. Oh. Well, which one was that one? Number that three. Was the, that was the authentic one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what I want to try first. That's cool. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna give a couple of quickie reviews mm. because, like, some of them aren't really worth spending too much time talking about them. I have one of those too. Oh, great! So uh, watch out for the here comes the picture. Um, Avengers. Number 11, or in the legacy numbering, it's 701. That's a rough cover. Uh, it's a rough series. I am quitting the Avengers after this title. Did you put in your two weeks? I certainly did. So Jarvis uh, can make sure he gets you so out of the system. So Jarvis can get me out of the system, because yikes. Uh, this series is just death. It's everything that I hate about the Avengers. It's every reason why I got into the Avengers thanks to new Avengers. Um, basically, uh, so Deadpool killed Coulson during Secret Empire because Captain America told him to, and Deadpool tried to like worship Captain America, but it turns out it was evil Captain America, so Deadpool's a real dick, and he killed Coulson. So they brought back Coulson. He's uh, working for the Squadron Supreme now, and he hates superheroes because they killed him, and he's mad about it. Uh, that's Coulson's deal. We get a, we get we check in on him very very minusculely. Uh, Captain Marvel uh, chats with uh, Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. Neither one of them is very engaging or interesting. While Thor and Jennifer Walters go on a date at the Savage Land, where Thor acts like an obtuse character that Jason Aaron would never write about, but for some reason he's writing about him here. Uh, Thor is just like a big jock who's like, I want to watch the giant lizards fight. Aren't you amused, Jennifer? And she's like, I'm having a really bad time. This is very Maybe boring. Maybe he's throwing the date. He certainly seems to be. But then he like gives a big speech about how it matters. And so they make out. Like she turns into Hulk or She-Hulk. But I think she's taking the moniker for Hulk right now. And they hook up. And it's like, yeah, it worked. And you're like, what? Uh, meanwhile, uh, T'Challa tries to like create a world council of super people. Uh, of course... Uh, the drunken bear from the from the Russian equivalent of the Avengers from the previous story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that bear. I don't like this version of him. No, it's horrible. Uh, Bears are tough. It feel yeah, they are tough. Tough, tough to draw, tough to render in three D. Um, but it's just really anyway. It goes to hell. It's really boring and it's very tedious and it's not very interesting and it's That's just like straight up bizarre because like Aaron's been doing a very nice job on Thor and I, I was enjoying what I was reading of it. So. Yeah, and I'm sure his Thor is great. He's doing a well. He's he's building up to a big event which is going to be Norse themed. Um, it's just 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 boring and who cares? And it's like if you like old Avengers, you probably also will hate this because like it's. It's just a bunch of Avengers that have no personalities, and they're all just kind of like looking at each other, like, "What do we do?" Mm. And there's nothing fun about it. 
I just don't like this series. I'm sorry. What's this? Is this? That's number. That's two. Okay. That's my favorite. This one's also really good though. Mm. Oh, 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 that there's a tiny version of me apparently at one point. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, before we move on to the next one, Mr. Roboto's in the super chat cannot stay. Uh, cannot stay. Idea: weed cake cookies. Thirty first Monday. I can make that work. Yeah. I can make that work. You can make cookies out of wheat cakes, probably. I could do that. I could do that. But thank you for staying around and uh, <gasps> submitting the Super yeah, Chat. Yeah, I got an idea. Oh, cool. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, uh, I do not recommend it. I think Avengers is bland and boring, and I think the series needs a... Marvel and the Avengers need to get back to, like, the 2000s. We need to fix this thing. Okay. It's just, we need to right this ship, because it was, like... Really interesting when it was street level characters who had to like really like work hard. Yeah. And then it was more interesting when there were two teams for two different Avengers fans. Here's the Mighty Avengers. That's for you guys who like the Kree Skrull War and Vision. And then here's the new Avengers for everybody who wants to read about like these fun characters who uh, like have interpersonal issues and you know want to like try hard but find their fighting Kang. And it's like what? I, I web people to a wall. I, I deal with drug dealers. Like, what am I supposed to do with Kang? You know? Right, right, right. Um, but that therein lies the, the, you know, the fun. In any case, pass. Okay. That's what have fair. you got? Well, the random thing that I read, which is really funny because it's just like, I don't know, guys. If you put a decent price tag on something and then put holiday special on it, for some reason I'm like, I should read that. Then their marketing team has you. They got my number. They got my number. I haven't read any of this book. I have almost no interest in this, but I feel like I should. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I, I think it speaks your language. It guess it does. But like, yeah, so I picked up, and I'm going to very briefly talk about this. I'm not even really going to go into details, because let's be honest, I missed most of it because I haven't been reading this book. I picked up the Red Sonia holiday special, um, which can... <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. All right. Because that's what I did. Um, it contains two stories. Um, one is an originally published um, story from 1977, which I didn't end up finishing reading because I wanted just the holiday one. And the other one is A Very Merry Sonia, uh, written by Amy Chu and Eric Burnham with art by Ricardo uh, Jamie. Okay. Um, art looks really fun. Uh, she's half naked most of the time. So that's Red why, Sonia. You know, that's, that's just her. Par for the course. Yeah, and it's just a story about Red Sonia, like, recalling um, a time period where she was, like, in modern times. Yes. And um, how, like, learning about um, the, the holiday season and what it means and okay. all that stuff. And how, like, essentially there's, like, a, uh, a Santa, like, one of those, like, street corner Santas who's, like, getting harassed by these guys who, mm -hmm. like, is seems to be intricately tied into something. He calls him the Grinch. But he's not really the Grinch. It's just, like, the guy's, like, beaten and stuff like that. So he calls this guy the Grinch. But, like, he is a character, apparently, from something that I don't know about. And um, I guess it's kind of an introduction for them. And we just get to see, like, Sonya trying to, like, get the idea of the holiday season. So she's like, we should defend this guy and help this guy and, okay. and all this stuff. And and then they, like, run into SantaCon. And we get to see, like, oh. them just hanging out there. Okay. And it's just it's just, like, there's more to it. You know, you see her in, right. like, a Santa hat eventually, and then, like, there, there's the idea is that there's more to the story than what she's telling us, but, like, it wasn't this fun just kind of visit, and uh, yay. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It was random, but I read it, and I'm just kind of like, all right, let's see what you guys were doing You got there. my money. You did. You got my money, and um, it was a fun romp. It was very, like, simple, easy read, very short. I'm not saying I'm like, you should go totally pick it up, but, like, if you're a Red Sonja fan, I don't know, or, like... I don't even know if this is a good introduction to this. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like remotely, it. remotely, because I was like, I'm a little lost, but, like, there's time travel, and you know how much I love that. That's true. Not really. There you go. Um, but it was cute. It was fun. Oh, okay. And 
like I said, it was, I'm not like saying like go get it, best story sound ever. Like it. Just you know, like I'm like maybe I should read more of. I don't know. If, yeah. I, if I had spare time, no, no, I've got spare money. That's so, yeah, that's the other thing. So anyway, there you go. That was my random. I read a holiday book. Nice. Joel and I created a holiday book I starring you one of you, well, not really starring, but featuring one of your favorite characters. Yeah, I know. You didn't even include me in it. No, he doesn't appear until the end. Oh, that's true. Uh, somebody in the super chat, uh, Cordholio174, <laughs> asks our thoughts on Zadarsky working on the Invaders book. Uh, I can't speak to it because I find the Invaders to be kind of like an old school. I'm not really interested. I'm, I don't really find the Invaders very interesting. I'm an old school Marvel fan. I'm not that old school a Marvel fan. Right. Um, I did read well back in the day uh, Avengers Invaders, where it was like about time travel and like the new Avengers meeting the Invaders, and oh, isn't that neat? And like, look at Bucky, he's Captain America, but then he meets him when he's a sidekick. Isn't that crazy? Right. I dropped off after two issues. I was like, this is really boring. Well, he's he wrote the um, you know, this whole like Defenders like thing. He wrote he wrote the Namor. Oh, issue. cool. Well, so, and that's the one of the ones that like these are there are two things I have to catch up for on that one. And that whole thing, and like Namor's one of them. I okay. started reading that, but I didn't have enough time. Because I guarantee it. you, that'll be a good indication as to whether you're gonna like his Invaders run. I will say, I'm really looking forward to Zadarsky's run on Daredevil. Okay. And uh, if you haven't seen his little like Trojan videos that he's doing for comic book stores, they're hilarious. I have invited Zadarsky to come on the Elseworlds Exchange and chat with me about promoting his book. Uh, if you would like to see him on our channel, please tweet at him and let him know that uh, he is welcome here, and we'd love to have him. That'd be fun. Uh, so yeah, jumping back into the book. Oh right, I'm sorry. There's another super chat it's a j joseph frazier who says not comic related but how do you feel about netflix picking up dmc and the cowboy bebop shows um if dmc you mean devil may cry i hadn't heard that and that's kind of cool are they doing animated or live action because that's gonna really devil may cry can only be animated right? if it was live action it'd and be like what animated, a mistake and it's like the castlevania thing they did i'm in I'm right in. that is so up your and alley. as for um cowboy bebop i am not a fan I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there i'm a fan of cowboy bebop and i think that sometimes people get uh, overly ambitious and like are like, well, you know what? It was great animated, but we could do a better live action or we'll do it differently live action. And either way, here's the thing. The, the anime is such a piece of art that I don't need it in any other form. I can right. just rewatch it and, and like it and love it as it is. That's kind of um, how we feel about the Avatar live action thing. They're like, the original creator's working on it. It's like, there's already this perfect show yeah. called Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. There's three seasons. I have them all on Blu-ray. They're really great and I really enjoy them. Yeah. And that's kind of it. I don't really want to live in a world where like, there's all this extra stuff that is all different versions of the thing I like already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly when it comes to Avatar: The Last Airbender, especially yeah. when it comes to like that sequel series, which is the exactly. one I'm a fan of. Um, but like after the movie, it's just it's, this is going to be a, a really interesting time period. Just as, as a quick aside, and then I'm going to get off of this topic um, because I could really go on about this for way longer than anybody cares. Um, but it's going to be an, to, interesting to live in a world, and this is going to sound so bizarre because it's so like not important in the grand scheme right. of life. But like where people's first introduction to Cowboy Bebop will be a live action show and they'll be comparing the anime to that. Yeah. And I'm like, that kind of hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, so, that's just, that's it. And that's, that's the thing, like, say. If, if Cowboy Bebop, the live action show, is half as good as the anime, so what? Like, yeah. then why did you do it? Yep. Why not just get the rights and just show the show there? Right. Like they did with Evangelion. Uh-huh. Which they are doing. <laughs> Anyway, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on. By the way, uh, I didn't get a chance to read Batman Annual Number 3. Uh, I avoid most 
Batman that isn't directly written by someone other than Tom King. Uh, I saw the word Tom and I said, oh no, and I avoided it. Turns out Tom Taylor wrote the annual and it's a really, it's exactly what I asked for, but I didn't read it yet. So I can't speak to it. I'm sorry about that, everybody. We do have at least two other bad books to talk about. And we do, but I I hear it's great. We have three bad books to talk about this week. We have three. Three bad books. I have, I have two and you have three. Yes. And if we had done, (laughs) if I had read annual, I'd be talking about that, but unfortunately not. Uh, Instead... Uh, I just really briefly want to talk a little bit about uh, the Fantastic Four Wedding Annual book that came out. Uh, it's not a wedding special. It is what? inspired by the wedding. It's but called it's, Wedding Special. Yeah, they don't get married in the issue. They will get married, as is uh, according to their marketing, which has been very, like, digging it at DC, where they're like, it won't be imaginary, there's not going to be any scrolls, it's actually going to happen, We're not. it's not a fake-out. This issue is about Ben and Alicia going on their bachelor and bachelor. Parties. So it's like the Superman wedding album, yes. which is 25 years old, but still we did it on GBU. Watch that episode. That's the only uh, reason I know that. But that's exactly what it is. It is literally just like it's it's three little stories that are very cute and fun. Okay. Uh, the Alicia going on her bachelorette party felt really cliche. Sure. And a little like gender, like meh. Do they uh, do they address the fact that they took a blind woman to a strip club? Uh, yeah, they do. Okay. Well, I'm just she could always touch them. But like, regardless, it's a cute story that felt like an older book. Right. Um. But it ends very nicely. It's, okay. It's cute. They're limo drivers, like, giving them a really hard time, and he's Latverian, and they assume it's because, you know, Fantastic Four and Latverian don't really have a really good relationship. Right. Then it turns out it's because, like, the limo driver is driving them around on his wedding anniversary and he needed the money. Aww. So then, like, since the strip co- club goes bust, they facilitate him and his wife going on a, um, like, an anniversary date. That's lovely. And that's really cute and sweet. Um, and then the mole man shows up. The mole man shows up because, like, apparently a mole man has, like, a... Uh, there's this lady who's in love with the mole man, and she becomes the mole queen or something like that. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, uh, the the Ben story is him asking for the puppet master permission to marry his daughter. Wow. Stepdaughter. But, yeah, and it's really cool, and it's really sweet, and, like, he does ultimately give him permission, and then it turns out that Alicia Masters is using a puppet of her father to force him to give Ben permission because it meant so much to him and she didn't want it to go wrong. Aww. And you're like, that's cute and also kind of dicey. But uh, the art's great. The story's fun. It's a really sweet book. Uh, ultimately, I'd say if you love the Fantastic Four, you're going to enjoy this issue. If you have no interest in the Fantastic Four, don't waste your money because it's it's there's no seminal thing that happens. It's just kind of like a cute couple of adventures that take place in the Fantastic Four's world. Okay. Um, so I like that. Okay. Uh, check that out. Uh, Scoro in the super chat, Superman annual number th- or Batman annual number three makes me want Tom Taylor to take over King on Batman. Best Alfred story I've read, and Otto Schmidt's art is great. I've heard the same thing. Ooh. And Kevin Kruger, uh, do you think the MCU will take a Defenders or Invaders movie if they get the rights to Namor? Yes, I do. There's no mountain high enough for the MCU to try. Eternals is full steam ahead, uh, d- despite the fact they got X Men back, and you know that's going to be full steam ahead too. There's no stopping them. Invaders, Defenders, it'll all happen eventually. 
Uh, especially because, like, hey, if Chris Evans actually isn't in the next couple of movies, if mm-hmm. he leaves, wouldn't it be kind of crazy and messed up if they did a flashback movie about the invaders where Chris Evans gets to come back as Captain America, but it's set in 1944 like, or something? Yeah, that would be pretty be cool. kind of awesome that if his only cool. return to the MCU was in a flashback movie where he teams up with Namor. Yeah. Kind of dope. That's my pitch. Uh, so there you have it. I like it. Uh, so what else we got? Oh, I wasn't prepared. I thought you were going to the next thing for you. Okay. No, um, no, no. No, no, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's alternate. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know what? Since we just talked about weddings, let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. X. Oh, yeah. Um, This is a clearly a cleansing the palate, setting up the next arc mm-hmm. book. We knew what this was, what was going into it. It's just literally uh, Rogue and Gambit are back from their crazy, insane um, honeymoon that involved um, the Shi'ar Empire. Yes. And, and, you know, Corsair and, like... Zandra. <laughs> yes, the, the, offspring. the offspring of uh, Lalandra and, and Professor, Professor Xavier. X. Exactly. Um, but they're back now, and, and of course, uh, something happened to Rogue's powers, where like, now she has to wear an inhibitor collar all the time because she's a danger to everyone around her without even touching them right now, and they're yes. going to figure it out and fix it. Um, but they're hosting a party, and um, just an engagement party because they never obviously had anything like that. Mm-hmm. They invite um, you know a bunch of the X-Men, uh, and they invite um, Gambit's dad. Who he shows up. Cool. Uh, we have actually talked about Gambit and his father right. in uh, our Gambit back episode of Back Issues, written by Howard Frickin Mackey. Oh, so check good. that out. The art's great, though. Yeah, Lee okay. Weeks, I think. I oh, the art in this is not great because it's a guest <laughs> artist. Oh, man. They had a guest artist come in. It's fine. It's just, it's not stellar. Right. Um, the other the other art I, I liked a lot more, but you know what? For this uh, issue, just being this kind of in between and setting up what's to come and just being. There's very little action in it. It's mm. fine. It's okay. Just, I wasn't excited for it. Yeah. Um. So Jean-Luc tells Gambit that he's like, hey, I just got to give you a little heads up. You're totally about to be attacked. <gasps> oh, no. And the idea is that um, the, the Guild of Thieves is uh, there for Gambit because he is their king, and they're not cool with Rogue being their queen. He married her. Technically, she would be the queen. Yes. And she would take over for Belladonna, I guess. Yeah, well, no. Belladonna's the, the, the queen the of assassins. assassins. Yeah, but they were supposed to marry each other, and it was a yeah, Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah, none of that works out. So like, they all fight and stuff like that, and uh, Rogue ends up using, taking their hidden collar off and using that and whatever. So mm-hmm. inevitably, the party goes on. And then um, Gambit slips off to grab something, and he runs into Belladonna. Who's oh. just like, oh, no, that's cool. You don't, you don't invite your ex to your wedding? No. Why would you do and that? And he's like, come on. Like, my dad didn't get to go. Like, like it was so last minute. And she's like, I'm sure Rogue's family was there. He's like, Rogue doesn't have purpose. a family. Yeah. Like, well, Mystique, Mystique showed, up, showed up. And Nightcrawler was there. And it's like, but that's not because they knew we were getting They were going married. to another wedding. Exactly. <laughs> He's just like, you were being so ridiculous. And she's like, you're always making excuses for her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and she's my she, wife. She's the one who reveals the problem being that, like, the Guild of Thieves isn't cool with this. Oh. And that the fact is, unless Remy shows strength, the Guild of Assassins is going to make a play for it. Oh, no. So, like, they're definitely setting up, like, something to come, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, and clearly she's still, like, she's like, the only reason things are cool as they are is because i got a soft spot for you. Yeah. So she's still into him. Oh, okay. And uh, so then she leaves. And then Rogue asks um, Magneto to show up. Okay. And so they have a conversation outside where she's just like, hey, like, I just wanted to apologize for not inviting you to our wedding. Uh, Magneto? Yeah. I mean, and he's like, he is kind of her ex a little bit. Yeah, and he's like, here's the thing. Obviously, I, w- I couldn't show up. But, right, because like, there'd be a big she's fight. She's like, and I know, but like, I still feel badly that I didn't get a chance to invite you. Mm-hmm. And then like, she tells him about how like she's worried because of her powers and like how it was so romantic that he like proposed to her, even though like her powers weren't stable. And the, the idea is that like you know they can get past this. And she's like, and now I feel like I'm more alone and I'm scared more than ever. Yeah. And he's like, have you told him? And she's like, well, I want to, but blah, 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 blah. And so instead of, like, what happens with Belladonna, 
he touches her face because he has this like electromagnetic thing yes. going on, obviously. And she's just like, that man's not going anywhere. Talk to him. And then he leaves. Oh. And I was like, that's so, like, completely not what right, I like, was Let me expecting. remind you that we could totally bang and then let you know that you can live your life. Yeah, Goodbye. Yeah, but he's just like, he's... That's cool. Like, trust me. Like, yeah. he'll, he'll be fine. Right. He's... He was pining for you back when a kiss would kill him. Yeah. So, yeah. we're fine now. So, it's really it's sweet, sweet. And, like, honestly, like... They address the fact that Magneto's clearly swinging back the other way. Right. Oh, okay. To the Brotherhood of Evil side of things. And, like, he's like, you know, that depends on how you want to look at things. But, meh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, right before Beast leaves, because, like, he and Storm... Like, Storm's his ride. Okay. And so, right before Beast leaves, he catches Rogue at the coat closet. And he's like, I was looking for you. Mm. And right before, when um, when they got married in that uh, Kitty Pride issue... Yes. Um, well, actually, yeah. Um, the X-Men wedding special yeah, yeah, where yeah, Kitty Pride and Colossus were supposed to get married, but they didn't. But um, they're talking about the inhibitor collar, and she's just like, she's like, is there any way you can make a better one of these, maybe in a tennis bracelet form? And <laughs> oh. he's like, I put that at the top of my list after Aww. you were on your honeymoon, and he gives her a bracelet version of it. That's sweet. And he's just like, you're still going to get the headaches, but they won't be as bad. So, cool. You know, I hope you have a nice time. Yeah. And it's hilarious, because when Beast, like, is like, Storm's leaving, like, she's about to leave, and he's like, you didn't forget me. She's like, no. She just turns around, she's like, I told <laughs> like I was just gonna leave without you. That's cute. Later. Yeah. Um, but then they notice on the table there was a box with no note, and they're like, "Oh, someone must have given us a gift, and the note must have fallen oh, off." Oh no, it's a bomb or something. So they open it up, and there's this huge flash of red light, and then all of a sudden they're hanging upside down, like you know, chained up in their old '90s costumes. <sighs> And there's, like, crocodiles underneath them. And they're like, I'm seeing a trend here. And then you hear, like, a voice off panel saying stuff like, you know, is marrying off your leads really the death? It's Mojo! Yep. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yep, my favorite, like, X series is going to have Mojo in it. Listen, Mojo is a great plot device. He is supposed to be gross. He is a parody of TV and movie executives. If Harvey Weinstein's any indication... It's pretty accurate. So there we go. Like, so like I said, this is a this is a good filler issue. Um, and it sets is, up the next arc. Yeah, and honestly, like if you didn't catch on for the last arc, this isn't bad for kind of filling you in what's been going on. And so if you wanted to pick it up here, I think you'd be okay because it gives you enough of what has been happening with what is to come. Yeah. So I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. It was still written by Kelly Thompson. Cool. So it had everything good, and like obviously she's setting up multiple things. We're setting up Mojo. We're setting up a, a possible war with the Gilded Thieves. Like, right. It's kind of cool. So fair still, enough. Still liking this book. Nice, nice, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, for me, uh, I don't remember if this came out last week or the week before, but I'm still gonna talk about it because like okay. I like to talk about the series. Um, you might want to move a little bit. I keep forgetting. Uh, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man number eleven or Legacy number eight twelve. From uh, Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley's back, and uh, man, do I miss Humberto Ramos. Uh, A lot of people love Ryan Otley's art. I am not one of them. I liked him on Invincible, and I guess that's kind of it. Uh, I don't care for his faces. It's not like uh, it was with, um, God, uh, whatever his name was, Giuseppe Camoncoli, who, like, everyone looks like a Dick Tracy villain. Yeah. At the very least, Ryan Otley is, like, competent, and it's, like, interesting looking. Yeah, he is, like... But, like, there's some faces that just don't work, or, like, he draws every single individual tooth, and it just doesn't work. Uh, for example, when he, mun- he runs into Robbie Robertson, it's just really weak. But in any case, the the, the plot is uh, Kingpin is obsessed with making Spider-Man look bad in front of his peers uh, by, like, being his friend. That's the whole thing. Like, Kingpin is like, I'm gonna be, like, the mayoral 
you know, guy who endorses Spider-Man and, like, pushes for him. And all his street-level superheroes are going to be like, why are you... Like, why do you get a pass from the Kingpin? Why is he cracking out on all of us, but he's, like, cool with you? Yeah. If this was reflected in any other comic book anywhere else, I think you'd feel it. It's not, so it's kind of, like, weird. Uh, That being said, it's a great subplot for Spider-Man. All this, like, superficially works in every way. Mm -hmm. It's everything that people want out of a Spider-Man comic. You know, he's Spider-Man. He's with Mary Jane. Things are going well, kind of, unless it's like this external force that's kind of like hokey and cliche. But it just doesn't feel like it has enough depth and grounding. I don't know what it is. I'll get to the bottom of it one day. But for now, I'm enjoying the series, but there's something about it that rings kind of hollow. Here's an example. Mary Jane does not appear in this issue. And it's like, bringing them back together is cool, but you gotta, like, give her a character and something to do, and you need to, like, check in with these characters, like, constantly. That being said, there were a lot of characters in this book. Uh, Pete goes to have Christmas dinner, kind of, with Robbie Robertson uh, and his son. That's kind of a problem, because, like, why didn't he have it with Mary Jane? She has no... She's like, her family is in Philly and blah, blah, blah. Right. But uh, it's really sweet and fun, and it's a nice little, like, thing. Um... J. Jonah Jameson's going to be honored by the Kingpin, and uh, because J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man are buddies now, and Jameson knows who he is, Jameson is like a big booster for Peter Parker Spider-Man, and he's trying to help him out, um, but Kingpin knows that Jameson will strong-arm Spider-Man into coming to the big dinner to make Spider-Man look bad. It's all about like making Spider-Man look bad in front of his peers, which is, again, a plot that like just doesn't feel like it's really like legitimate in any event. Uh... They get uh, they get attacked by an old school team of the Enforcers, which is interesting because someone on Reddit actually suggested that maybe Centipede Person was a member of the Enforcers because of a bunch of reasons that I won't get into right now. Okay. But uh, it's cool that the Enforcers show up because it's like, hey, look, the Enforcers. That's, right. that's a team I always hated as a kid. <laughs> really? Because it was like, when you have Doc Ock and the Lizard and Venom... A team of like of circus performers who are like you know oh, one's a cowboy and one's like a gangster and the other one's big and his name is Ox get oh, it because he's big they're not all gonna be winners they're not and the enforcers <laughs> are not uh, but like but that makes you appreciate the other characters that much more right yeah where where will you be if you you can't have Venom without the big wheel so. Uh, anyway, Which he keeps on turning. Or or Fancy Dan from the Enforcers. <laughs> but like anyway, the Enforcers fight Jameson and Spider-Man uh and they wind up getting like shanghaied into uh a death trap that was sublet by Arcade but purchased by all the Spider-Man villains that Jameson created to destroy Spider-Man. Okay. So Jameson and Spider-Man have to team up to battle the things that Jameson created to destroy Spider-Man, which includes, like, Spider-Slayers, The Fly, and, uh, and, and Scorpion. Okay. By the way, Scorpion looks like Scorpion, and honestly, the last page reveal is the best-looking page of the book. Um, Ryan Otley and the colorist do a great job of making Scorpion look cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's fine. <laughs> I recommend it because I think it's a really fun story and right. I think it's really good, but there's just something about it that doesn't feel like it's real. Right, okay. So I don't know what's going on, but I recommend it anyway. Okay. So there you have it. Um. Oh yeah, I guess that's it for me as far as like digital books, except for one more. Okay, well I've got three more. All right, well you go, girl. <laughs> Um, I'm going to dive into Justice League Dark. Oh, yeah. Number six. 
Um, remember last time we were, uh, we, it was revealed that, um, Bobo had received the, um, Nightmaster Sword, or Detective Chimp. Yes. And, um, he hadn't really done what he was supposed to be doing with it. And, nope. it, and it turns out the Blue Devil has been stuck in Mira, uh, taking care of some business. And we get a little more information as to what went down. Okay. So essentially what happened Can they explain, is, like, why Blue Devil looks cool? Because well, he's been living there for a while. <laughs> so he looks like a badass. Yeah. I mean, that being said, he's I like actually their, really do like the he's design He's like the king Blue regent, basically. And so he really, like, because of the way he looks, when you strap a bunch of, like, furs and capes on him. He looks pretty awesome. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, dude, this is a good look for you. Yeah. This is a good look for you. <laughs> like, right. Keep it. Keep it. Oh, I do say I do like his, his look. Um, his but I was like, like, the hair going, it's cool. So anyway, what we find out is that, like, so, like, Detective Trimp and Blue Devil had gone to Mira, and they were taking care of problems, and, like, people would be, like, expecting Bobo to do certain things, like, go off and do this, and go off and do that. And he's just not. And, oh, and he did do them, but, like, he realized at the end of the day what they really wanted was was Jim back. Oh. They didn't want him. At least that's how we I mean, like, no, that's it. true, but, like... So one night when he got super drunk, because he kept getting, because he's an alcoholic. Right. He's an alcoholic chimp. Um, and like part of it is honestly because of the fact that like Detective Chimp remembers everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Like everything. So it's hard for him sometimes to read things because it automatically makes him ev- like think of every time he's ever thought of something. Mm. And like, so every time he holds the Nightmaster's sword, all he can remember is holding Jim's dead body. Oh. And so like, it's really hard for him. So he's been drinking so much to help him. Forget. forget like literally forget um and so one night he gets super drunk on mead and he decides to bring a spell book back from our realm into their realm okay and his decision is he's going to resurrect oh, night. the original yeah. Nightmaster, and he messes it up and now there's all these skeletons and these skeletons won't stop coming like blue devil's like it doesn't matter how many times me and a bunch of the warriors go out there and like kill them there's always more mm. it's an unstoppable like wave of skeletons <laughs> That's cool, but if you're living on the receiving end, I guess that's probably It's less bad. cool. Like, yeah. if you can't leave. Fair so enough. So then Zatanna's like, all right, bring me, like, every one of your tomes or grim- grimoires or anything like that. Bring them all. Right. We will get to the bottom of this. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to I'm gonna make this work. All right, so she starts trying to read through things, and they have taken Detective Champ, and they've put him, like, in a cell because the elder's idea is the only way to fix it is to kill him. Oh, Detective Chimp? Yeah. Because like, he, is that how magic works? That you that, kill the conjurer that, and it solves know. your problem? And they're like, that, that'll solve we'll the just, problem. We're just checking all the boxes. We're going to try it all. Also, you. So right. Also, gonna, he's a dick. So, you know, yeah. And Blue Devil's like, I really don't want to do that. But, like, I don't know. Maybe they're right. Like, we have to stop this. Mm-hmm. So, um, inevitably, um, it comes out what happened. Like, Wonder Woman goes to talk to him and, she, and he explains everything that happened. And she's just like, do you know how hard it is for me to look at Swamp Thing? Knowing that the witch mark burned the Parliament of Trees, and like I wish, like I think that, like I feel like there's something I should have been able to do, but I couldn't. Right. And like she's like, and yet we persist. Yes. And Detective Shimp's like, hmm. so you got she me gi- there. She gives him some meat, and he shows back up, and he's like, okay. He's like, here's the problem. First of all, you're holding the book upside down and backwards. Second of all, bring me more mead. And he's just like, he figures out what happened. He's like, when I was so super drunk, I didn't close the doorway, mm. and that's why the skeletons keep showing up. Okay. And uh, Zatanna realizes that the reason it's all going to hell and how, like, it's not so easy to fix is because, like, Mira is technically a, like, world that was created from magic. Mm. Like, it was willed into existence. And so when you bring other outside magic into it, it, like, messes everything up. (laughs) They fucked up everything. (laughs) Um, So Detective Shim figures it out and they close the the gateway and and all is right with the world. 
And uh, Blue Devil decides he's going to hang around. He's going to stay there. Oh, okay. And he's going to help them rebuild. He's like, not because I necessarily want to, but because it's the right thing. And that's what, like, heroes do. And, like, yeah. Tetris Jim's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of cooler Aww. than me. But, uh, like, he really, like, he was okay with dying because he was just like, no, then Detective Chimp, or uh, then Blue Devil will get um, the, the, the sword. Master sword, and that'll be way better because he's, he's better at it. Yeah. And then um, Blue Devil takes Wonder Woman aside. He's just like, hey, Detective Chimp is going to let you down. Right. I guarantee, <laughs> no, I guarantee mm-hmm. that is what is going to happen. You're going to need him, and he's like, it's going to cost you everything. Right. And then they leave Mira, yeah. and, like, Wonder Woman's like, oh, okay. Mm. Probably not wrong. While this was all going on, Constantine and Swamp Thing were dealing with Phantom Stranger and Nabu, who's inhabiting the body of Dr. Fate. Yep. And uh, they have a big fight, and he's just like, literally, Constantine and Swamp Thing are like, okay, we know this is a gamble here, but, like, honestly, like, Phantom Stranger's been around since time existed. Yeah. So, like, if anyone can defeat him, it's him, but we've never actually, they've never had a fight. They've always just worked together. Yeah. And Nabu totally ends up taking, like, the Dr. Fate uh, helmet off and, like, absorbing him into it oh crap okay and so cool. the constantine's like okay plan b something you have to bail because that was part of the plan and i'm gonna stay here and just hold him off for as long as i can you have to get out of here the key to all of this is zatanna mm. you have to keep her alive okay and he's like all right i don't want to go and he's like but you have to and so then like constantine ends up like using his like powers to like write a message into his arm which then gets transferred to zatanna when she comes back she's like ah oh, my arm's bleeding and okay she finds out why, obviously. Yeah. But uh, Constantine gives him, like, Nabu a whole lot of crap, and he's just like, you know, like, I could just, it, just, it would take very little energy for me to just will you away, Constantine. Mm. And he's just like, yeah, the funny thing about that is, do you know how many, like, lords of hell there are that want my soul and <laughs> come to get you? Okay, cool. So he's just like, okay, and he absorbs him into the into the helmet, helmet. as well, which I think is what Constantine wanted. Mm. Because the issue is, is that, like, Nabu's gonna mess up everything, and then the other kind is are gonna come. And right. they're gonna eat magic. So, like, they have to stop it. Like, we're finally dealing with that again, the thing that we set up at the beginning. Yeah. It's coming back around now. Okay. So, like, the idea is that Zatanna is potentially the linchpin here, mm-hmm. and Detective Shrimp is going to mess up. Right. So we'll see what We've already gotten the, the, yeah. Yeah. The warnings. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm excited. I really, really love this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's exactly what you would hope for. Yeah. It, in a Justice League book, it, it's all magic all the time. Yep, it really is. Um, and then very briefly, I'm not going to go into super detail because I didn't get a chance to talk about the last issue of this. Um, but if you guys were reading Magic Order, the fifth issue finally came out last week. It was like a month behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. And I don't really care because Propel's <laughs> art is so beautiful. And this is like, I really like this Mark Miller story so much. And because I'm not sure that you haven't read it, there is such a twist in this book. Yeah. That like, as it was happening, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, maybe they'll like, twist again in the next one. Yeah. Because I think then this is the penultimate, I think. Yeah, Ooh. this is five and I think it's a six part series. Okay. So, um, yeah, this, this, this book's just awesome. Let's just say the, the three kids... Uh, go on the offense, and we learn a whole lot of stuff. Ooh, okay. And it's not good. That's cool. Um, yeah, just this is one of my favorite like magic series this year. Nice. As much as I'm loving Justice League Dark, like, like Quipel's art is just so spectacular. Like, well, he's so on point every every issue, and Mark Miller's story is so tight in this. Mm-hmm. So as long as he can stick this landing. This is one of my best books. I hope so. And like, usually... unfortunately, I'd say this is one of the best books of 2018, except the next issue isn't going to come out because now it's late. Mm-hmm. But usually you can tell if Mark Miller is going to crap the bed like ahead of time. Right. So 
there well, you have it hopefully it turns out okay yeah um i know you have another issue and then i'll do one of my other ones okay I'll, i think it's it's your you're up man yeah tevia uh saying superman number six i'm pissed bendis aged up Superboy. uh john um yes yeah, the last page reveal superman number six which uh is about it feels the most like a bendis book because it's about two pages of story in 15 pages of comic <laughs> so it takes about four minutes to read, mm-hmm. and uh, I will say Ivan Rice does a great job with Superman number six. Are it you being looks, sarcastic? It looks really good. It's a gorgeous looking book. It's just, it's so stupid. Okay. And uh, basically, Superman and Zod fight Rolgazar. Superman's rescued from the Phantom Zone. Zod's left behind. They fight Rolgazar. Rolgazar wins because he's super awesome and cool. Uh, but Superman does get to punch him really hard and say for Kandor, because you know Rogozar destroyed Kandor. You should tell Rogozar that um, that Superman is in um, the where Olympus is, Mount Olympus, like in that realm, and mm-hmm. send him to deal with the other kind. It'd be amazing, actually, if like <laughs> anyone else, like it, throw him into like this hellhole. It's funny for me. I'm like, make Rogozar Shazam villain or something. <laughs> but in any case, uh, Superman is like sad that he doesn't like kill or defeat Rogozar. He goes back to being Superman. He saves some people. But, like, and it feels pretty genuine. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, he's sad that he, like, was in such a weird ordeal. And that he, now that he's back, he's like, well, you know, I found out that, like, Lois is back home. And we, you know, we had, like, a weird relationship now where, like, we're going to kind of be, like, together but separate. Like, so she can, like, find herself some more. Yeah. Uh, but, but together but alone. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then and then John shows up at the end and he looks like a fish that was hit in the face with another fish. Uh, that's the only moment that like Ivan Rice really like whizzes the bed in this book is like with John's like weirdo facial expression. But uh, John has like a terrible Superboy Prime overdeveloped Superboy costume, and uh, that's the last page reveals. Like Superman's like I'm sad I don't see my son, and then like Bendis is like speak of the devil, here he is, and so we're gonna see like what the future holds for Superman. It's a book I'm not really enjoying and I don't really read. Uh, I picked it up because I'd heard about the John thing. So I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, it, again, Ivan Rice is a great artist and, you know, he draws a good Superman. But yeah. who gives a shit? Oh, okay. <laughs> and everybody is, like, really excited about this book. Like, I, I, it's funny. Whenever we talk about it on this show and I'm like, I don't understand why people think that, like, I would like Superman right now and I don't understand. Every time I say Superman is, like, a really disappointing and under, like, whelming book, mm-hmm. I go on the internet and I find like legions of people who are like, this book is, it's never been better. It's so fun and interesting. And I love these like side characters that don't do anything or contribute to the mythos that like Bendis loves mm-hmm. in infamous Iron Man, which Bendis wrote when he was like in charge basically mm-hmm. uh, at Marvel. He got to do, literally Hickman's like, I wrote the definitive Dr. Dr. Doom story. Here you go. Mic drop. Right. Dr. Doom done. Bendis like, Hey, right after secret wars, I want a Dr. Doom book. Because I'm in charge. Right. You don't kill the ultimate universe and also get rid of Doctor Doom. I'm doing a Doctor Doom book. So he does. And even then, he's like, how about I invent a character who's like this sassy female? And like, she is part of the Doctor Doom universe. Right. And it's like, once you notice that Bendis is like, every time Bendis takes a big flagship character and invents a sassy female character, Mm -hmm. uh, it'll either work or it won't. Uh, Maria Hill, Jessica Jones, every female in the freaking Superman book, uh, you know, yeah. whoever the doctor is from Doctor from Infamous Iron Man, whose name escapes me because no one is ever going to use that character again. <laughs> but in any case, like, screw you. This book sucks. Um, I don't care. Anyway, okay. uh, alternatively, uh-huh. Detective Comics came out, hey. which everyone was like, oh, you got to read Detective Comics. 
Uh, I'm doing it. I can do you it. You gotta read Detective Comics because Peter J. Tomasi is doing Detective Comics. Oh my god, it's Doug Mankey and Peter J. Tomasi. Uh, this is the book that Scott Snyder said, basically, that, like, he could write in his sleep. <laughs> Sorry. If you watch our Scott Snyder interview on Elseworlds Exchange, Scott Snyder talks about how, like, he doesn't do a Batman story that doesn't take risks. And he's like, I, ha- I, could-, I could do a story... About, like, the Scarecrow. And he opens his closet. And there's all these Scarecrow costumes from the cartoon show. And blah, blah, blah. I, never did, I never got to do a Scarecrow. And he's in the middle of a new fear toxin. That's what this book is. That book is all the things that Scott Snyder could do expertly mm-hmm. that people are clamoring for because there is no Batman baseline book. Right. There's no book that's like, okay, yeah, like, I would like a book where Batman, like, fights criminals and, like, uses his brain. That's all I want. And since there used to be, like, five Batman books, there used to be, like, no, you know... Shortage of it. No shortage of Batman books where Batman just is Batman. So that anyone else could do anything else, you know? Oh, I'll focus on Robin for a while. Or, oh, I'll focus on the villains for a while. Or, oh, let's go back in time. Or, oh, let's let's tell Elseworlds stories. But there's no Bat baseline where Batman is just doing Batman stuff. That's what this book is. This book is for those people who are like, Tom King is saying something about Batman. I don't know if I like it or agree with him, but he's doing something. But it's not, like what you would come to hope for in a Batman book, unless you're looking for, like, a Ryan Johnson-esque, like, I'm circumventing your expectations Batman book. This is, so, Batman is on the case. First of all, he looks awesome. Doug Mankey does an amazing job of yeah, doing a double-page really splash. Yeah. It's a Batman image you've seen a thousand times. Open the book, oh my god, it's Batman. Again, though, like, I've seen it a thousand times, I don't get tired of seeing it because I like Batman. So, like, okay. Also, you get this cool image of the bat uh, signal shining on, like, clouds or smog or something. So it's, like, a different version of seeing the bat signal. Mm-hmm. In any event, uh, there, at the aquarium, the bodies of Thomas and Martha Wayne are found. And they are straight up Thomas and Martha Wayne. They were probably, like, and the, the, the mystery is, who are these people? Right. Because um, they were, like, people who may have been genetic, or, like, plastic surgery you know so you're mm-hmm. like oh hush probably but uh the idea is that like when batman shows up he's like <laughs> yeah he is and, oh and no, like he... gordon's like you all right man and it's great because it makes no reference to anything that's happening in the other books so like batman punched gordon in the face and knocked him across the room in the tom king book right because they're good friends and uh in this book they just ignore that entirely and they're working together and batman is clearly yeah. trying to not give away that like Every detail is perfect, right on down to the pearls. Right. Because he's Bruce Wayne, even though Gordon's like, just say you're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they have, like, the program for Zorro in their jacket pocket. He's like, like, does this mean anything? Right. And Batman's like, oh, that's that's the night they died. Like, he's like, everyone knows the night that the Waynes died and all the specifics that went into it. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, uh, so, that's the mystery. Okay. Like, who... Who killed these people? Why do they want them to be the Waynes? Right. Then Dr. Leslie Tompkins is doing her thing, and she gets attacked by this random, crazy-looking, Bane-esque guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leslie Tompkins has a special, like, bat beeper, where, like, which clearly Bruce was like, if ever you're in trouble, hit this, and I fucking, I'm leaving the Joker fight, I'm dropping the Justice League, I will be there. And he does. He, like, gets the thing, (laughs) she's getting chased, he shows up, he's like, Leslie, I'll be there in two seconds! Gordon, I gotta go! (laughs) It's like... Superman versus, like, Zod. And he's just like, Leslie's in trouble. <laughs> I gotta leave. Yeah. Bye. 
you're fine. Yeah, but uh, but Leslie like holds her own against this crazy thing. She's hiding. She's like getting you yeah. Know. And then like the creature like grabs her and breathes into her face. That's usually a good thing. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, nothing uh, bad comes from that, right? But you're like, and I'm like, that's it. That's why whenever anyone's coughing around, you just breathe deep. It's yeah, good. just breathe deep wherever you are. But he, works out. Batman, like holds his own against this big scary crazy thing. Right. Uh, and then ultimately, like Leslie is thrown from the building. He goes to try and rescue her, and when he recovers her, she has Joker toxin in her. Oh. What's going on? I don't know. But, like, I could probably guess if I was given a few minutes. Uh, but that being said, like, I don't care. It's a genuine mystery hey. that has all the bat... And it's, like, trying to say, like, this is a Batman story. Yeah. Like, hey, it's the Waynes. It's Leslie Tompkins. It's the Joker. It's a big, muscular guy you don't care about. Like, it's all the Bat stuff. Like, Bane. Yeah. Uh, so, it's super cool... In terms of, like, it hitting all the notes of it being a genuine Batman story. And one you're missing. That's nice, though. Yeah. So, like, I recommend it if you are, like, hungry for Batman stories. Okay. Which you shouldn't be because we're doing literally, like, three or four Batman books (laughs) this week. Right, and they're all very different. But they're all very different. That's very true. So. So, uh, Don't Mask the Truth. Comic Pop plus Comics Explained equals I Love Comics Now. I'm happy to hear that, man. Don't Mask Truth. Don't Mask Truth? Yeah. Oh, don't. I said The Truth. I'm sorry. Don't Mask Truth. Uh, but thank you, man. I'm happy you're uh, you're, no, you're part of it. Thank you. So check out this book if you are like trying to send a message to DC that says I want to read these kinds of stories. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and that was Detective Comics. Detective Comics. Uh, I just closed it, so I don't remember the number. But Detective Comics. It's the one that just came out. <laughs> oh, also, like because New Fifty Two tried to like make everybody sexy, like Amanda Waller, Leslie Con- Leslie Tompkins. Yeah. Uh, Tomasi's like, I don't know how old she is. Let's just make her like in between. Yeah, like do a little, in good uh, lighting, she looks like maybe fifty or forty-five. Oh, she's one of those, huh? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know, nine ninety-four. So there you go. There you go. Almost getting to to one thousand. That's right. I I should have remembered that because I did the math. I was like, oh, there's six more issues. Yeah, six more issues, and then we're getting to Detective One Thousand. I don't remember math ever, everybody. Okay. I know nothing about Detective One Thousand, by the way. I don't know nothing about math. I don't know nothing about math. Well, no, I don't know that either. <laughs> I was not a good math guy, as you can imagine. So what do you got? So. Following up your mystery, I have a mystery of my own oh. in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, the mystery is, why isn't this guy writing Doctor Strange? Number one, the best defense. Yes! Why isn't Jerry Dugan writing this uh, along with art by Greg Smallwood? Um, By the way, Greg Smallwood, hey, you just you just keep doing this, okay? You just keep drawing my Doctor Strange books, honey. Let's just put you in the one that's happening now. We'll just, you know what? We'll just kick that team out. It's fine. We're just, this is the new team. Okay. This is it. Um, because of the fact that Tiffany wasn't paying attention to anything. Um, <laughs> you just saw the cover and went, ah. I was like, I want this. I'm like, wait, wasn't there something coming out that involved a lot of other books? Yeah. So then I had to go back and I also read last week's Immortal Hulk, which tied into this. Or oh, Hulk, wow. Or whatever one it was. So I read that because it was the first one because this is technically the fourth one. Oh, yeah, this is where we get into um, that some confusion, because this is, like, the number one for this, but it's, like, the fourth in the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. So there is Hulk, Namor, Silver Surfer, and this. Anybody getting some team up here? Some some feelings for that? Well, based on the best defense? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Um, so this book explains to you, like, what, what's going on with Doctor Strange? Because in Hulk... Now, again, I'm missing two of the books here, so forgive me. Um, but in Hulk, um, Hulk, Bruce Banner is wandering around this town, which he thinks is just a quiet town, and then he realizes it's like a ghost town, but people are still there because he's looking to get some help because he found a skeleton of Doctor Strange, and he's like, I have to get the authorities here so they can call the heroes in and fix it. Okay. 
And then that all falls apart. <laughs> sure. And he meets the astral projection of Strange, who's just like, okay, let me tell you that. Except the astral projection of Strange is, like, older. So hmm. now in Doctor Strange, uh, the first, the best defense, we get a little more backstory as to what's been going on with Doctor Strange. And this book takes place in the future. Oh. And it's the end of the world. Oh, okay. And so we see, like, a, like a shoeless Doctor Strange wandering the earth looking for things looking for something very specific because he has a plan he Mm -hmm. has to fix what happened right and by the way jerry dugan keeping with the magic has a cost thing but not in like not necessarily like you know magic has i gotta cut off my arm in order to make the spell happen no he does take his eye out and he puts it into the eye of agamotto which (sighs) i was like that is so good yeah God! Yeah, so he plucks his own eye out, he puts it in the eye of Agamotto so it can help him to find the things that he needs. And he, like, closes his eyes. He's like, I can see again. Ha ha ha, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, like, a bag, and he's talking to something in the bag. Mm. And we don't see what it is. There's all these, like, crazy, like, hellhounds. Like, they're, like, Dormammu hands. <gasps> That's they're really cool. In... I'm... I'm... Here, hang on. You're gonna see it. Look at, look at them. That's dope. They're so amazing! I just love the designs of these creatures. And they're hunting him down, and they essentially, like speak at times with the voice of Dormammu and sometimes they don't because Dormammu's been looking for him he's the last man he's the last one there okay like Strange has been hiding from him waiting to, for something looking for something mm-hmm. and like finally like Dormammu kind of like has him and um, he ends up using he has like this like piece of fabric that he's covering his like plucked oh, eye out oh I know what that is and it's is. the last of the cloak scrap of, of the cloak yeah yeah oh. and like he gives a, he's an older man so he gives it a, like a hard time a little bit he's like come on go it do it go help me <laughs> And so it helps him, and um, inevitably, like the, the like the voice is talking to him. is like, "You're dying, aren't you?" And he's just like, "I am." And he's just like, "Wow!" Like in all of my years, I never cannibalized myself. Like that's that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty dope. Yeah, well, no, like that's what the voice is saying to him. He's just uh, like, "That's pretty cool." And he's just like, "Yeah, no, it is. I'm pretty awesome. I'm pretty wizard. I'm pretty pretty cool." But uh, anyway, he ends up like finding this crater, mm-hmm. and in the crater, he finds like the shard of something, and he grabs it and he uses the flames of Faltine. And then he, like, goes to sleep. And essentially, he is, like, leaving a beacon for Dormammu to come find him. Mm. He's like, come on. Come on. Come come, come for me. And um, we see, like, a little backstory, like, about he, him and Clea. And, like, about how, like, they were married. And how, like, it's essentially Nightmare shows up. And, like, he has a nightmare over that. And he, and he wakes up. But we also see a repeated thing we've been seeing in the other books. Which is, he has a vision of an alien on what looks like a spacecraft. Now, I don't know as much about Marvel cosmic and space and all that stuff. And he gets killed by a person wearing a ghost sheet who laughs creepily. And we see, I saw it in the, in the Hulk book. I saw it in the part of the Namor book that I read. This is something that's going on. It seems like, what? What was that? Okay. Well, like something is keyed in with that. Mm-hmm. So then he has a fight with Dormammu. And I was like, oh, I found you. <laughs> Dormammu um, looks great. He looks yeah. like classic Dormammu, but, I, he but is cool looking. Straight up classic, like pumpkin head. Classic Dormammu. Yeah. There he is. He looks phenomenal. Corduroy pumpkin head. Yep, I love it. I love it. So, um, Dormammu's like, okay, so I'm gonna use like I'm gonna use a whole lot of magic, and I'm going to crush you. Yeah, I'm going to destroy you. And he's just like, man, I totally knew that you could you could count I could count on you to do that. And he reaches into his bag and he pulls out the head of the Hulk. Okay. Well, who has been talking? Oh, him? right, because they established an immortal Hulk that you can, like, pull. you can take his body parts apart and he's still yeah. alive. He pulls the head of the Hulk out, and what he did was he altered the Hulk so that the Hulk eats magic. And so when he uses it, <gasps> oh my God. it, like, the Hulk's like, cool, that was awesome. Thanks a lot, man. 
And he's just like, what have you done, Steven? Because, like, the Hulk is literally going to blow his head up, basically, with all of the energy that he has. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. And he grabs the shard, right? Mm -hmm. And the Hulk's like, see you later, Steve. (laughs) And he explodes. And then Steven holds the shard and he lifts it up because it's a shard of the Silver Surfboard. (sighs) And he rides the Gamma Bomb, essentially, off into space, Mm -hmm. which then, like, allows him to, like, utilize a spell to travel back in time, Mm -hmm. but, like, only his astral form. And, by the way, classic, like, thank you, like, Greg Smallwood, for, like, creating such a beautiful homage to Steve Ditko. Yeah. Gorgeous. Just absolutely gorgeous. But, like, his body decays and only his astral form arrives. Mm -hmm. And so it lands in that home where the skeleton is, and so, like, that's this incredible mystery that we have started. Like what, what happened? That's what? freaking dope. It there's is, also, there's also a shout out to Steve Ditko. It is. And it is, it's really, it's so simple and it's so like, just very classy. Yeah. Very lovely. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of this and I honestly can't wait to read the Namor and the Silver Surfer book, which are classically, other than being part of the Defenders, I don't normally care about those two characters. No. And I can't wait to see what they're a part of. Zadarsky, of course, is writing Namor. I can't remember who's writing the Silver Surfer I don't one. remember. I hear that's kind uh, of the like The Hulk one pass, was great. That's cool. It was great. Tied right into this. It was so good. Cannot wait for this. Uh, for those who want to know the titles, this was part of the best defense. This is the fourth of the best defense books, which is Doctor Strange. The others in order were The Hulk, mm-hmm. or Mortal so it's, Hulk. So it's, it's the best defense, Doctor Strange. Yes, the best it's... defense, Hulk, best defense, Namor, best defense, Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer, and then best defense, Doctor Strange, leading up to The Defenders coming out. Yes, there's going to be a series called yes, The Defenders, which, which is will feature these gonna guys. going to be dealing with this. I That's believe. really so cool. I, oh, I desperately wish Greg Smallwood could continue to draw Doctor Strange, because it is just some of the best Doctor Strange art I've seen in a really long time. And, like, I'm going to treasure this book. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm happy to hear that you got a Doctor Strange book that you've been really? asking for. Oh, and just... I was telling, we were talking about this, how, like, it's kind of, like, the best time to be, it's like when I was saying oh, it's the best time to be a, a, a Moon Knight fan. Because yeah. you've, like, never had a, had a break in Moon Knight. And you can, like, pick and choose arcs. Yeah. And, like, runs now. Yeah. There, there's kind of been, like, this is one of the longest stretches where there's been Doctor Strange content. No. And it even is... though, like, it's been hit or miss, like, there's because care. they're they're not stopping because like yeah. now that they've greenlit the Doctor Strange two yeah and they got Derrickson to do the movie and everything they're ready to go yeah they're not gonna slow it down no I know and so that's like, why like I always pick them up I know like you talk with your wallet but like I still want Doctor Strange and I know that like there has been a fair turnover in Doctor Strange writers and teams so yeah. I'm willing to ride it out this one just happened to be one of the best Doctor Strange stories I've read in a really long time just a really stunning and gorgeous to look at story all of the designs. Perfect. Right. Doctor Strange is an old man. Perfect. Dormammu. Classic Dormammu. Mm-hmm. Those Dormammu hounds. It's just yeah. beautifully grotesque. Absolutely loved Seriously. it. Seriously. Had I such heard... a good time. And by the way, just to clarify, uh, if you are a Defenders Netflix fan, this is not that team. This is the original Defenders. Yeah, this is like the OP <laughs> Defenders. It's like Hulk, Namor, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange. Yeah, like, Defenders which, of the Earth. Which isn't and even like... and not the show with uh, the Phantom yeah, and no, not Mandar- Mandrake. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, but there was a first Defenders before them, but this is the one that everybody remembers. Yeah, this is the one we that I like. This is, this is, no, this is for me. This is the first. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fight me. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's get into the Bat Books right, before we wrap do... up. First. We should do uh, the the Batman Who Laughs. Okay. Batman Who Laughs number one, written by Scott Snyder with art by Jock. Uh, I got the Capullo variant. It is uh, great looking. The Jock cover looked great too, but I liked the subtlety and how there was no like. Well, this is using the negative space to fill in a shape that you know exists, so that's really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. You're like that's what I meant. That's what. Yeah, thank you. And also, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Aquaman. <laughs> also, uh, you know, photoshopped uh, killer whales. Yeah. Awesome. And sharks. Basically. And sharks. Yeah. Same, same shark over and over again. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, this is a story in which we, like, it's about the Batman who laughs, he's got a plan, he's hatching his plan, he uses, uh, the Grim Batman, or the Grim Knight, mm-hmm. uh, to facilitate it, uh, Batman anticipates it just early enough to rescue the Joker from certain death, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, Joker, uh, reveals that, you know that part in Death in the Family, no, Death of the Family, where uh, Joker rode the bat boat into the bat cave, and the bat family's like, there's no way the Joker wasn't in here. And Batman's like, no, there was no way the Joker could have made it. Yeah, he did. And uh, Joker reveals that by arriving in the bat cave and being like, hey, you can't beat the, the, the Batman who laughs unless you think like him. Because the whole book is basically Batman being like, I can't, I can't anticipate him. Yeah. He's too smart for me, and right. he's too crazy. I can't anticipate him. And so uh, the Joker kills himself and he unleashes the Joker toxin that would create the Batman who laughs yeah. on our Batman. Yeah. Uh, that is such a like, holy shit. I can't believe that just happened moment that like, I'm legitimately sold on this series. I, so I, I, this was like, I didn't, I didn't care either way. Right. Like, it, this just didn't hit with me even remotely. I really enjoyed this issue. Uh, I, what, this is one of the most fun I've had reading a Snyder book in a long time. And it's okay. one of my favorite Snyder Batman first issues in a long, long time. Right, right, like, right. Not since like Court of Owls I've been this hyped for a Batman series. Yeah. And I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, there's also a great dad joke, which if you've watched our Scott Snyder conversation <laughs> and on this channel, uh, he, he teases it. And I got to tell you, like when it happened, I immediately like DM'd Snyder and I was like, I told him with a joke and I'm like, you, you bastard. Like, <laughs> you got me. And I loved it. Oh, Great joke. It was fine. I don't know. And I really, <laughs> I eat burns. It burns. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I love the grim Batman. Yeah. I like the, the, the grim Knight. I thought that was an interesting name. Um, certainly. And I loved Jock's art. Right. Here's what's funny is actually told me about detective comics and the fact that they're like, here is, I know. I was like, they're doing it again. Doing it again. So in this That's book, just, there's no communication. Yeah. In this book, there is a Bruce Wayne that shows up. Now, again, here's the thing. There's less of a mystery because clearly it, this Batman is aware of multiversal potential. And we have at least three to four multiversal exactly. Batmans that show but, up. Exactly. But like, the mystery is like, where did this guy come from? Who is this guy? And then we talk about Detective. I'm like... Yeah. Oh, my God. You mean there's another, like, pair of Waynes, <laughs> but there's no multiversal. There, there are people who are manipulating yeah, yeah, to be yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's but, true. Oh, the, the, the reveal, by the way, is that, like... Um, Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne they find yeah. was one who, after the Bane breaking, quits being Batman and just has a happy, and just, just is happy. has laugh lines and, like, clearly had a kid and got married. It makes Alfred really sad, which yeah. I really love. You know what's really funny? Um, yeah. I, for, up until he talked about the Selena thing, I was like, I didn't know what universe this was in. Right. I didn't no, know what I was Batman like, it was. And when he said that, I was like, oh, this is our Batman? Right. Okay. Yeah, because this, when they killed Joker in this book the first time, yeah, I was like, oh my God, you're doing this whole thing where I'm going to have to keep guessing what universe we're in for the next like three yeah. issues. No. I bet we are. Because I don't think that Jeff Johns is going to let Scott Snyder kill no, one of that, the three Jokers. No, but that Joker this book. wasn't a Joker. No, no, I mean the, at the end when oh, Joker kills himself. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet that it's like one of the Batman who laughs Jokers or something. I don't think they're going to kill off like one of the three Jokers. Right. That being said, I love the art. I loved it. And this, like, a lot. Yeah, it was Jock. It was Jock, but it was like, 
just this felt like that kind of bat. It was like it's exactly what Snyder was talking about when I said like, oh, I could do that story in my sleep, but like, yeah. I, I why why do that when I could do something different? Mm-hmm. This is like a blend of that. This yeah. is like a Batman story plus like all the crazy bullshit that Snyder likes to put in there. Right, right. I think I would for me, I would probably enjoy this more as a trade. Yeah. But that's just me. Right. I, I don't know. Like, I again, like, I wasn't like, yes. Not like with Doctor Strange. But of course, it's like very different things. But mm-hmm. like, I was so like interested in that mystery. Yes. Like, I'm like, what is going on? I have to know yeah. more about it. Well, we this. know who the and Bruce this, Wayne is. Like, it's just from another universe. Yeah. But I mean, like, just the mystery of like, how, like, like what is, like, how are they going to fix this? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Like, where is, like, how is this going to turn out in the end? Right. Because the, the Batman who laughs clearly is playing a role in Justice League right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so... Well, and, and Snyder's writing it, so there's no way that it's not going to be connected. Yeah, and, like, will is it's going to be a character who is, like, more of a permanent character who, like, will die or go away and then come back? Or is this just going to be, like, a here it is and it's gone? I don't, know. I don't think so. There's no way. They're making statues of the Batman who laughs. Statues. Well, they make statues out of a lot of things. Just saying. Make statues out of a lot of things. He's new. It's it's sexy and expensive. You There's know, nothing sexy money. about that. This is money sexy. <laughs> so yeah, I I I loved it. Okay. Um. So. I think the next issue will will make or break for me. Like again, if it wasn't for Jock's art, I think I would have. Oh, totally. Really had a harder time. I would have been okay if it was Capullo as well. Yeah. If it was Jock or Capullo, I'm down. But like right. his, that reveal of Grim of the Grim Knight in the doorway. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt the most like kind of like comic booky. This. Yeah. No, no, the uh, the other one. The one where he's like standing there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just so cool. Yeah. No, Jock is capable of doing like the heroic stuff. Like the stuff you'd expect from a comic book. Yeah. But he also, like like, he... like some of these moments where he's like jumping around with the with the the house thing. Yeah. The house. Like these are very standard heroic things. But at mm-hmm. the very beginning, when he's talking about his memory stuff, that's more like witches. Yeah. Look, and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. No. That's when cool. he's talking about his face, I'm like. And then I remember that Snyder said, like, that's something he used to do when he made it into Bruce Wayne, what he did. And uh, like, uh-huh. okay. It's it's great. I, I dug it. It's everything you like about Snyder. That's the thing. Like, it's everything you like about Scott Snyder's Batman and dropping any of the stuff that, like, you think is kind of like, ugh, I don't want to do that. Right. All right. I loved it. That's awesome. But I hear you. I hear you on the criticisms, and I, it, it's not inescapable. And like, here's but I also like, want to like encourage this kind oh, of stuff. Oh yeah, no, but it could easily turn around for me in the second issue. Like this isn't a like I'm gonna drop this so, like because I, I hated it. This is like a I, I'm gonna give you another one. Like you know what I mean? This yeah. could just be a better trade read for me. Yeah, that's fair. Know. That's just me. But Batman Who Laughs number one, check it out. Uh, and finally, Close there is yeah, I was that's been worrying me the entire time. <laughs> and there's one last book that came out that is heavily edited, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to talking about it. It's uh, Batman Damned. Number two, from Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. This took an extra two months to come out, I think. And uh, it has been much... We're we're two-thirds of the way through the series. Mm -hmm. One more issue to go. Um, You know, from the Black Label, it's it's the book that is, like, launching the Black Label line. And, of course, there's a lot of controversy about, like, the the Batwang. I'm really, really disappointed in the culture for making that kind of like the thing that it's called. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed in it. But uh, that being said, yeah. this uh, this is the part, this is part two. And yeah. uh, so it continues the story. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about like everything, but I don't want to get too, 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 too deep into it because I think like, we could do a whole comic line about it. Okay, sure. But what'd you think? I liked it. Take it away. What's, <laughs> it, what's it all about? I know you don't. And I know, I knew this was coming. I liked a lot about you, it. No, there's there's some stuff that I really liked you, and there's stuff that I didn't. So, um, this book opens with like what is seemingly a bat stapled to a person's chest and we get more of Constantine's narration. 
just, you know, talking in general about, like, the idea that, like, we are alone. And, like, the like a lot of it's, like, you know, the idea of, like, the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's just a lie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you're that's not what life is, right? Right. So, um, we get a conversation between uh, Constantine and um, Batman. Like, Batman's convinced that the Joker's alive. Yep. He's like, regardless of the fact that I know we saw his body in the river, mm-hmm. he's alive. And we're in, like, a weird universe yeah. where, like, things are kind of more literal. Yeah, yeah. So, he's just like, it's Even fine. Even though there's magic. Right? And, like, um, we get this moment between Constantine and Batman where it looks like like Batman might kill Constantine, like, push him off the building. Yeah, he's, like, really... Well, Batman's really on edge throughout the entire series. Yes. And so, like, you'd... Ex- you'd this is a Batman who's just totally unhinged, which is Azarel's Batman to a T. Yeah. It's a Batman who's like, yeah, he's a guy who dressed up like a bat and he would kill you immediately. Right. He's a, he's a psychopath. Right, but he's like kind of annoyed that Constantine's smoking, so he takes a cigarette and he flicks it off. And yep. he's just like, he's like, he's like, Constantine, I may not like you, but I would never. And Constantine's like, never say never. Right. Don't say never. Then we get a flashback where we see um, Bruce as a boy um, in his like Lone Ranger outfit. Clearly, he and his dad were going to go riding. And um, this is the point where his dad is leaving, essentially. Because yes. like, he, they're setting up a new relationship. They're setting up a very different relationship where, like, um, Thomas Wayne was an adulterer. Yep. Clearly, Martha found out about it. And um, he's, he's storming out. Like, well, she's like, you know, don't, like, yeah, sure, go ahead, leave, you coward. He's just like, you know. Yeah, bye. Yeah, he's like, fine. <laughs> and when I, when I get back, you better not be here. And she's like, you're not getting the house. Right. No, it's going to so, be, like, it's bitter. Right. And initially, like, Bruce is mad because, like, he is closer to his father, it mm-hmm. seeming, in this, in this, like, relationship or, like, what they're building. Yeah. And so, like, he blames his mom, in a sense. And we see him, like, sneak up on her, like, as, like, dressed as this cowboy. And he has this little pop gun with him. Yeah. And he aims it at her and he fires Ugh, it. Yeah. And it, like, misses and it smashes a photo of them. And, like, she grabs him and she's just like, don't ever point a gun at anyone ever again. Yeah, I love that And I was moment. like, that is such so an incredible. Cool moment for like what his issue is other than just guns are like dangerous right but, like just the like no yeah like, i disappointed my mother in such a way mm-hmm. you know no it's the kind of thing that like we, it's the kind of haunting memory that like many children have yeah. or many adults have where it's like i learned a lesson that day yep. you know, most lessons are kind of like subconscious but like this one's like this mm-hmm. is yeah yeah that moment of her looking at him she's already crying yeah from like lo- her family's her, falling apart yeah. and then her son points a gun at her. It's just like, it's a disgusting idea mm-hmm. that like, you, it, it's sold. It's yeah, so beautiful. It's, sold. it's beautiful in its sadness and, and, yes. and, 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 and horror. Exactly. So then we go to a nightclub where um, Bruce is there because like the, that constantly mentions there's a place called the cavern and there's a bloke there who might be able to help him. Yep. And it's Etrigan. And it's Etrigan like the demon. Etrigan the demon who is also. It's Pitbull. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, he's just, like, his thing is, like, you know, rhyming. So, in this right. world, like... He's a hip-hop artist. Yeah, hip-hop, rap, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, But he's down there in this, like, like very, like, trendy... Not trendy, but, like, no, trendy in the way that, like, that, this is what you imagine it is. Right. Um, Sort of club, and, like, everyone's, like, really into it, and they're all calling him Blood, because he obviously is going by Jason Blood, not Etrigan. Right. Which, which is, is kind of like, neat, and I, but it was, like... I get it. That was their way of being, like, <clears throat> it's Etrigan, see? Do you get it? Yeah. You, I mean, like, it's clever in his reveal... Um, because he's got, like, the correct colors, but, like, suited more to modern clothing. He's wearing a, like, blue trench coat over his shoulders that he fl- flings off. It, this is very clever in its yes. art. 
In the um, art, yes. I think I think I like the story overall. Let's be honest. I, do you like the interpretation of Etrigan? I kind of like. At first, I was kind of thrown by it, but I, I for this world, I like it. Right. I couldn't care less about like the, preserving the authenticity of Etrigan the demon. Yeah. And making it like work. The reality is, this is a Batman book, and it's Azrael being like, I want to play with the magic characters. Right. So right, like, right. yes, you're gonna get a Zatanna. <laughs> yes, you're gonna get it. Hope it's cool. You got an Etrigan. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's. I actually found I kind of dug the lyrics a little bit. Not in a way yeah. where I'm going to buy his, like, his, his, the hottest album of no, Gotham no, no. dropping this week. But, like, I liked how it echoed what was happening. Oh, and yeah. He was, how he was, like, picking away at what's yeah. going on. And I got to tell you, I really love the, um, like, Batman going into the club and everyone's like, <gasps> Everybody Like, it's pulls like out. record scratch yeah. moment. <laughs> but there are, there's a gorgeous Bermejo moment that, like, I think is... I think we saw it already. I think it was actually used as promotional material for the book. Yeah, where essentially it's just all these guys from the club pull guns on Batman, who's yeah. got Etrigan. Which apparently is like a John Wick 2 reference. <laughs> right, it's fine. Like, or it's just cool looking. It's just really cool looking. Mm-hmm. But uh, Etrigan, of course, has the upper hand. Dead Man shows up. Etrigan's and got the upper hand now. Right, and have it as one of the bodies to help Batman. Yeah. Um, and then, like, there's a crazy explosion. Everybody goes outside. They're looking everywhere. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, then... Something crazy happens where we are like treated to that uh, creepy-looking woman who I think is the Enchantress, but we'll... And I was hoping wasn't death. <clears throat> right. <laughs> but... I think you're right, it's I, Enchantress. I'm guessing... I'm only guessing Enchantress because we are dealing with a magic book. Exactly. I mean, it could be Hecate, which we've just dealt with... Right. In... Um... But I feel like... Yeah. Right? I hope not. But, like, she does have the moons and all that, so, like, that is a symbol of, of magic. Yeah. Um. So we're not really sure who that is, but essentially that, like, he recognizes her immediately. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, she. there's a secret going on there. Mm-hmm. Something's going on there, right? Yep. But then, like, that's, like, a moment in his mind, and then he's back, and everyone's, like, dude, crazy stuff's happening. Yeah. We run into that guy who looks like the Spectre. It's the Spectre. <laughs> like, it's it's it's... It's Batman damned the Spectre. Right, right, right. And, like, he obviously has information. Batman wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a burning building. Batman's, like, trying to help him, but also, like, get out of the building. Yep. Inevitably, Etrigan has to help him. Yes. Um, we're treated to another flashback where we see Martha Wayne, who's hired a PI. Yeah, to dig up dirt on, like, what's going on with the yeah. affair. Yeah, and so, like, she finds... She still has photos, and it makes her It makes her really sad. And so... And, like, we see, like... Bruce watching her mother or his mother like see these photos and also like start smoking. Yes. Um, and then Constantine's there and he's just like, Hey, you gotta look up in the sky. And that's when we get the reveal that there is a bat signal in the sky, but there's Joker teeth on it. Mm-hmm. And like the Joker and his goons have like taken over the top of, of Gotham city, uh, police department. Yep. And like, uh, Gordon and his guys are having a hard enough time dealing with it, obviously. Right. And, uh, the Batman of course immediately shows up. And he gets hit in the head with a baseball bat, and it's revealed that it's Harley, of course. Yeah. Who is... Which is what we kind of expected at the end of the first one, but yeah. <laughs> um, who is, of course, like... Playing the Joker. Playing the Joker, because she's mad at him, because, like, he's dead. Yeah. And um, she, like... There's, like, this crazy moment where, like, this world has... Like, she is such a damaged being. Yeah. And, like, so he hits her, because they're fighting. Yeah. And she just looks at him, she's like, keep hitting me. Yeah. And you're like... And you're like, oh... This is gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, by did... the way, I was also like, I was thrown by the Harley interpretation because I was like, this is definitely in the universe that Bermejo and Azarella created in mm-hmm. Joker. Right. And then I was like, is is Harley this damaged in that book? Yeah. Or did something happen between Joker and now? Because right. there's no way that could be 
because Joker dies at the end of Joker. Right. Like, Batman and Joker fall, and then we pick yeah, up yeah, with yeah. this. I feel like maybe, but it's not really there. Well, I mean, it could also be the loss, you know what I mean? Like, that, right. like loss affects people differently. Because we don't really get the, like, we don't really get a really good version of Harley that isn't just, like, a stripper who Joker frequents. Right, but in this, they give you a little extra backstory that you may or may not have wanted to know, but again, yeah. this is a different universe, so... Mm-hmm. Um, in it, like, she ends up getting the upper hand, and, like, she starts taking her clothes off. Yeah. <clears throat> like, as though she's gonna kill him, but first she's... She's gonna take advantage of him. Yeah, she's gonna take advantage of him. And, like, he says no at one point, and she reveals that, she that like, essentially, like, Joker used to say that no's meant yes when he needed someone to say yes. And yes. I'm like... Like, oh. Yeah. She also has, like, crazy scars that weren't yeah, like, in Joker, but whatever. insane scars. But my assumption is that they're <laughs> self-inflicted. Yeah, they could be. They absolutely could be. I mean, those are insane. That's the only yeah. way you can make Joker in this universe work. But... And, and then there's a bunch of crazy images and uh, that mirror another book. Yes. The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Especially this. Yeah, you get here. the boots in the rain. You get the drops. Now, of course, they're showing you something else that's beneath the, the water, in a sense. Yes. Because we're dealing with a magical world. Right. And there's a questionable action that takes place at the end of this book, which I will not ruin for you. No, but it is, like, crazy. Also, apparently, there was a shower sequence with Harley Quinn that they cut out. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot of things that, like, could have potentially happened here. Um, yeah. It doesn't... You know, it's funny. The edits are pretty seamless. I don't really notice what was, like, glaringly missing. Mm. I feel like it read a lot shorter than the first one, so I feel like maybe it might be missing a couple pages. It definitely did. I, I definitely agree with that. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, it's over. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Personally, I like this. I don't... Like, this isn't a world I want to visit a whole lot. I know no, I never like visiting Barnazarello. So I don't want to go into it too much. Right. But <clears throat> that being said, I, I treat this as, like, it's almost a cautionary tale. Yes. And, like, I think that's kind of cool. I personally. agree. Yeah. It's a gorgeous looking book. I think <clears throat> I, oh I, God, I have I not seen a better Bermejo looking book yeah. than this. Well, he might have just found his stride. Um, it, again, like, the censorship thing is unfortunate. Yep. And, by the way, no, you'll never see it on censorship. Yeah. And Unless that, you follow Bermejo on Instagram, maybe he'll be posting something. If he's else. allowed to. But I, I doubt don't know, it. I don't know how contracts work in terms of that kind of. But they, uh, you know, DC already, like, made their choice about how they were going to proceed with this series and with yep. this line. Yeah. They chose the cowardly route. And, unfortunately, as a result, you will never see Batman Damned as was originally preserved mm-hmm. unless you want to spend $400 on a freaking copy. Uh, and you'll never see Batman Damned in the form the artists wanted to proceed in and what editorial said they could do. Yeah. So as a result, uh, no, you'll never see the uncensored version unless they change their minds. Yeah. Which they could always do, but they probably won't. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I loved the look of this book. Yeah. It was actually funny, the moment where Batman's, like, surrounded by guns and stuff, I thought that was cool looking, but there were better visuals in this book than that. Yeah, I mean, like, I do love the the big one-page uh, splashes. Um, I did find that in this book, it's almost, like, it's, I don't the know. The city, that double-page image oh, of the, the city, city is, is unbelievable. But I just meant, like, I feel like in this book, Bermejo, like, did a better job balancing the fine details that he puts in with the panel page, like, the panel real estate that he had. Yes. And so I found this book to be more visually pleasing, although I liked more of the symbolism he had in the last issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just had a lot of beautiful panels. And even the one, as, like, as like upsetting and sad as it is, the the moment of, like, Bruce pointing that gun at his mother. Yeah. Like, it is it's such a striking, beautiful, Completely. rendered panel. Yeah. Just, just really enjoyable. And one of those books where it's just, like, you just keep going back and, like, you just notice different things each yeah. time. So... Again, like, I, I recommend this series, but I tend to like things a little darker sometimes. Sure, 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 sure. So I'm like, I like these little, like, 
um, ventures into what if or like right. possibility. Um, because it's not saying that this is what happened. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? It's not necessarily ruining anything. Right, it's not replacing anything, it's which a, is why it was a like... a thought exercise, right. and I like that a Which lot. is why it's dumb that they would want to, like, mess it up. Yeah. But, you know. So, but that's just me. Yeah. So, there you have it. Uh, from there, I guess that's it, right? Um, Unless you want to do recommendations. We should recommend a couple of books. There's a bunch of stuff coming out that I want to recommend. Please go for it, because I tried to start looking this up, and then... Sure, yeah. I... Where did it go? I had it up looking for it. Well, uh, Justice League number 14 comes out on, this, on the 19th. Uh, it's written by James Tynion IV, uh, which is weird because the last one was too. Uh, but whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. In this one, uh, it's we're, we're going to Hawkworld. Okay. And uh, it looks like we're going to be... It's going to be the biggest peek into Cosmic Odyssey, which, of course, in Cosmic Odyssey, Jon Stewart um, destroyed... Well, was was the was on watch it was martian manor and john who screwed up and let an entire planet die but also orion slaughtered an entire like host of hawk people if you want to watch more about that check out our episode of back issues on it but uh they're going to hawk world and it looks like it's john well whatever the hell her name is kendra yeah and uh, and john stewart and i'm like oh cool maybe we're gonna see some really cool stuff there uh, so check that out also amazing spider-man 12 is coming out with nick spencer and humberto ramos back on art really yeah. Wow. It comes out on the 19th. Uh, well, I'm excited. Cool. So check that out. Uh, Dead Man Logan number two. If nothing else, I love the art on this book. I don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it matches the, the tone, but I'm down. Uh, also, uh, I think we're going to see some fun like cameos in this one. Okay. Uh, it, the, the first page like cameo or like a preview of it shows Spider-Man being killed by New Hydra. So, Ooh. Whoa. Um, Similarly, uh, Extermination Finally Ends number five. This has been right. my favorite X-Men series so far, so check it out. I love it. Uh, Pepe LaRaz's art is fantastic. I look forward to finding out what they're going to be on next. Uh, there's also a number of trade paperbacks and omnibuses that are coming out. Uh, mm. Super Sun's omnibus hardcover comes out on the 19th. If uh, if you're Tevia, you're going to buy it, so check it out. Uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's going to be... It is a little pricey, though. It's going to be 75 bucks, but it does have all of it. And, of course, omnibuses usually have, like, fun sketches and additional right, stuff. Right, right, right. But if you love Super Sons or if you're trying to get people to buy it, that's the book for you. Uh, similarly, uh, Marvel Knight's tra- Daredevil trade paperback comes out. Uh, this is going to be Daredevil by Bendis, and it's just so good. So check out that. And if you liked Avengers No Surrender, and who didn't, uh, you should check. You should check out uh, the trade paperback is finally available, so you don't have to wait for the uh, the, hard, the hardcover anymore. The trade will be available, and we'll probably swap out the links at the bottom of our description over on our episode of Avengers No Surrender here okay. on Back Issues. That's a great idea. Uh, so check that out and pick it up. It's going to be about like thirty five bucks, something okay. like that. Way okay. cheaper than the hardcover. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that your uh, Defenders book. I know I got my stuff. Okay, good. All right, so uh, um, take d- it away. Defenders, uh, the best or best defense number one. So this is will be after those other four books I mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is the place to go. It will have six variant covers. Oh my god! So for variant fans, this is something to check out. Um, we're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff, including the Lost Atlanteans, the train, the bedsheet man. Okay. And much more. That's what I guess they're, they're referring to him as, because he is creepy, and I'm, that's kind of a creepy name for him. Yeah. You know I'm going to pick this up, so, you know, if you want to read along with me, come on on that journey. Yeah. Um, also, just random, because I'm in the holiday spirit, um, The Season's Beatings, number one by Marvel, is coming out, uh, written by Jason Latour. Uh, if you're looking for something holiday that isn't, because like, I know DC puts out their big like larger book that was like ten dollars so it was kind of had a commitment there mm-hmm. i think this is coming up for like four or five ish you know what i mean yeah so it's it's, it's a lot 
I think it's five. Oh, um, okay. So it's like a standard comic. Right. That's only if you're into that kind of thing. It's got Deadpool in the front of it doing a little dance. Fun. Um, for Lucifer fans, Lucifer number three will be coming out. Oh, great. Uh, for those of you who are enjoying uh, Cold Spots along with me, that's a Cullen Bunn book. Number five will be coming out. That's the end of this this, this book. Oh, wow. And then for a trade uh, this week, Doom Patrol Volume 2 called Nada is coming out. Oh, so hey. If you wanted to pick up Doom Patrol, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Darrington and Gerard Way's run, and you picked up the first volume, this is your chance to grab the second volume. Yes. And if you uh, were watching the DC fans channel you covered pretty much the entire series of doom patrol i did on and i that had a blast i even read the most recent one and i didn't have to even cover it because i just like reading the book and i had an excellent conversation with the very fine and very friendly nick darrington at new york Comic-Con, you did he's super who cool who said they want to keep doing it guys so hopefully once umbrella academy on netflix is all done yeah then we can see more and i think i think that comical romance just released some new music kind yeah. of recently mm-hmm. so he's been kind of busy he's very I busy can't really hold it against him um, so there you go Yeah. on that one. Uh, finally, and this is just a fun little announcement, we want to let you know that uh, this episode of Off the Rack will be available on uh, Wednesday morning, but fun. tonight we'll be releasing a special Off the Rack, which will be our review of Into the Spider-Verse, which mm-hmm. is a movie that just came out that hopefully you will enjoy uh, seeing our thoughts on. Yeah. So from there, we will see you guys next time with another episode. We do have more super chats to get into. Right. So you're right. Oh, we do? Excellent. I was going to say one other random thing. Hey, just, you know, I know I'm not doing anything on the Purple Channel today. um, But I might be doing something extra this week. I don't know when or if it's actually going to be able to come into fruition. But Mm -hmm. we were talking about cookies, which thank you so much to John for sending us these amazing bread and, like, cookies. I can't wait to try these recipes. I I'm excited. Yeah, um, they're all great. I really enjoyed. Yeah, all but we of them. did. We teased the idea of bringing a, a kind of spiritual resurgence I, yeah. of the comic pop kitchen. Well, and I do want to do more of those, and I might have some time to actually do it. So I got to figure that out. But over on the Purple Channel, I might actually just live stream making cookies that are not nerd based, just hanging out. Yeah, and that'll be over on the Purple Channel. At some uh, point. I don't know. Watch uh, her Twitter for an announcement about that. Uh, Twitter.com slash the real zoobs. <laughs> and we will also drop a, uh, a tease about it, or at least a, a more like signal boost on the live episode of Elseworlds Exchange this Wednesday. Yeah. There so you go. keep an eye out and an ear out for that. Yeah. Uh, Joel and I are going to be doing two episodes. Yeah, if you just want to make cookies and hang out and chat. But go over there and watch. It'll be a lot of fun. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope so. But uh, from here, we will see you guys. Before I go, though, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I was trying to... You were. You were segueing into the Super se- Chat. I was like, hang on. Uh, two Mice, One Take says, Yo, Salentive, which Defenders team is better? Street-level team or the more powerful team? Also, that Capullo cover for Batman. You guys are the best. Thank you very much. Uh, also, yes, I love that Capullo cover. Uh, as far as which team is better, um, honestly, like... That Defenders team on Netflix was just the new freaking Avengers. Well, yeah, uh, and like, and they're great and all, but they didn't have Doctor Strange, so it wasn't good enough for me. Right, not technically the Defenders. No, uh, I mean, like, they did do the new Defenders or whatever they were with um. Yeah, Red with Matt She-Hulk Fraction. And, yeah. That was a fun series. That was an interesting series. I'm not saying it was the best thing ever, but no. it was fun, but, but that it was w- kind of an interesting mingling of, like... And you were in a drought of Doctor Strange stuff, so that I was, was kind of... I was. I was like, kind of liked the idea of, of, uh, of Black Cat being on the Defenders. Right. Um, and uh, Greg Demage, Enchantress versus Cersei. Who do you think is more powerful? Currently, it's Cersei. Well, yeah, Cersei's a god. Enchantress is not. Well, or is she? No, like Cersei is like she was like a follower of like Hecate. I think right. she's like I, I think she's like part god, but like right now she's got more power. So currently, I think Cersei is more powerful. Right. 
That's just right now. (laughs) That's just right now. Right. So hold in there. But uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to uh, check us out more here and, uh, you know, tell your friends and everything. Yeah, and, check, and watch for that next Off the Rack, which yes. you haven't seen. Yeah, if you, can't, if you can't get enough Off the Rack or Comic Pop, uh, stay tuned to this channel because right after this episode goes uh, off, that episode will go live. So keep an eye out. Anyway, thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long. Bye, guys. <laughs>